Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 26th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. What's him, host, Greg? How are you doing? I am excellent, Tim. How are you? Me too. I'm feeling good this morning. Woke up and I'm like, I'm ready for today, everybody. Woo! <laughs> You're Woo! Just, he's not, yeah. I'll tell you what, Tim. I it snuck up on me yesterday that Gamescom was a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not, and that's not to insult Gamescom. I mean the fact that, of course, we're all work from home, so you're in this. You know, that's just what life is. That's just what life is. And it was like after the sixth hour of programming yesterday. That's when I was like, man, this is Gamescom. As if I was, it was a real Gamescom. As if we exactly. were covering a full blown video games are back. Everything's normal. Hey, dude! Shout out to Gamescom though. I, I love that. And, and more so, shout out to Jeff Keighley, honestly, shout for kind Keighley of like doing, doing the damn thing. I've been saying it forever, and it's just becoming more and more of a reality. I, I wasn't able to join you guys for his E3 show uh, this year, but I was watching along, and I was so impressed by what he was doing there. Never seen something like that at E3 before. And here mm-hmm. we, we have the third uh, opening night live, finally one of substance, and it was su- extremely substantive. So substantial. Yeah, substantial. Extremely substantive. I'll let, I'll let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it was both. Um, and I was extremely happy with that. So can't wait for Game Awards next year. And I love this idea that we might be moving Mr. towards a future. Well, okay, yeah, yeah end of this year. Uh, might be uh, moving towards a, a future where we are getting every year kind of like these three big beats from from Keeley, where it's the, the E3 show, the Gamescom show, and Game Awards. It's super awesome. What that means for E3 in tandem with all that, I don't know. I don't that know. Was is that too even much? Before yeah, I, even before I ascended to be the face of E3 2021, all right, I had been saying, and I will continue to say afterwards, that Jeff Keeley should just have the keys of the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, the, like the, the, yes, let Keeley do his thing. Game, let, let it have be this tentpole structure, right? Of whatever Summer Games Fest he wants to evolve that into. But Gamescom and then, or, you know, now opening that live and then Game Awards, right? And even if it's just opening that live and Game Awards, and that's how he goes around, has these giant things. If he can get out there and he can get, the, if he can have the fucking Halo Infinite uh, release date and Xbox and game, Horizon. <laughs> And Horizon, yeah, I was making an Xbox point, though. Like, I, yeah. yeah, if you can get all these big things and assemble them all there, sure, go for it. Be it. But, I mean, like, to me, I, I know I know you know this, too, but, like, to me, the most important thing is that both were there. It was the PlayStation and Xbox, the biggest news that either company has to give right now, and it's on this one sta- one shared stage. That is such a key point that, like, I, I really want to keep it in home because, like, we have never seen this before, and I never sure. thought we'd ever see it. And it's only possible because of this stage that has been created and supported by so many different developers and publishers. And as we see more devs and publishers kind of do their own thing successfully, like, when we look at things like Ubisoft Forward, which is such a vast improvement over what we used to see from, like, Konami's press conferences back oh, in the God. day, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but for them to be able to completely own their own message and, and go out there in a, a Nintendo Direct like way, um, I think really works well in tandem with these share yeah. the stage for big announcements where we're actually kind of rival style competing with each other for for the hype. But everybody, let's take note. If you're going to save a big announcement for Jeff Keighley, just tell us you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Just save into your conference. Tune into Opening Night Live. We're going to have something really exciting. Or just that. schedule things differently, like after. Or- yeah, yeah, so we could also talk about it. Could we not have done Xbox today? I don't see why not. You know what I, I don't mean? See why not? That sounds really nice. You know what else sounds really nice? Talking about video game news, such as Martin Luther King coming to Fortnite, Halo Infinite's PC, PC specs being released, and the designer of the NES and the SNES retiring. Man, I fucked up every one of those bullet points. Doesn't matter. It's been a long week. We're going to cover all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your 
opinions about the daily video game news to be read here on the show. Of course, on patreon.com slash games. You could be a Patreon producer. You could get the show ad-free. You could get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. Plus, you could have a bevy of benefits for other things like PS I Love You, XOXO, the XCast, Gamescast, and a whole bunch of exclusive shows you can only get on patreon.com slash games. But if you have no bucks to toss, it's no big deal. We can see you over on twitch.tv slash games, just like uh, CJ Rock 32 Fraud, Rodriguez Film, Frankfurt are all watching live right now. Of course, they have a special job. If we get something wrong, they need to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, Gamescom is upon us. It is actually then the, I feel like the flare has been shot into the sky for the fall rush to begin. P.S. I love you. XOXO is live right now with two huge previews. Uh, myself and Blessing played a lot of Deathloop, five hours of Deathloop, and have nothing but nice things to say about it. Uh, myself and Janet played a lot of Jet the Far Shore, and we have nothing but bad things to say about it. You can get both of those huge PlayStation 5 previews over in the new P.S. I love you. XOXO, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe. If that wasn't enough for you, all of this week's opening night live and Xbox conference coverage is live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services. You, of course, can watch us watch along on youtube.com slash kind of funny games for both press conferences. Then the X cast is your post show for the Xbox conference and the games cast, a humongous. Gamescast is your opening night live finale as we get previews for Riders Republic, Saints Row, and then just run through everything we liked, loved, and didn't like so much about Jeff Healy's opening night live. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Away, and Amazon Music. But I'll tell you about those later. No, damn it, Tim will. Somebody will tell you about the ads later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Beep, beep. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. So for everybody who's not me, Tim, and Kevin, before we went live, Kevin was discussing that his neighbor who sold the house across the street, but the new neighbors who haven't moved in have a fire alarm that's going off nonstop and it's driving Kevin crazy. I say call the fire department. Tim says call the fire department. Kevin toying around with the idea of ordering a children's fireman outfit and going over there himself. I, I worry about that. <laughs> I love that you said children's. Well, I think it'd be a funnier one for him to wear. You know, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. What's the fire department going to do? They're going to come over and break the door? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, do you want some peace and quiet? I can't imagine Cecil likes this. I assure you he's unfazed by it. Would you like right. to see him unfazed in the backyard? Yeah. I am firmly of the opinion that if the fire alarm is going off, you call the fire department. If the battery thing is going off and it's slightly annoying, you just let it lie. You deal with it. All right. I think that's what's happening. See? See, so near the hot tub, just totally unaware. Is he standing there? Yeah. Right up up in there. Good for him. Is a little fire pit? I haven't been there since he installed this fire pit. Yeah, a little fire pit. That's nice. You like it? Yeah. And you have been here since the fire pit was going. No. You have. Oh, if I had been there while the fire pit was going, Danny Pena would have fallen in it. It was too close. I know everybody was standing around fell there. In it. He stood next to it, and he was like, oh, this is hot. You're making that up. Well, yeah. Number one on the Roper Report, there's going to be a Martin Luther King Jr. event in Fortnite. We will start over at the PlayStation blog. Kevin, I've put a trailer in there if you want to play it. Yeah, uh, sure this is going to be uh, Ryan Bro- Broskur uh, for community manager at Epic Games. Time Studio presents March Through Time, an all-new experience where we celebrate the life and legacy of Nobel Peace Prize recipient Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Developed by members of the Fortnite creative community, this immersive journey allows players to witness Dr. Martin Luther King's full I Have a Dream speech. March Through Time will teleport players nearly 60 years in the past to a reimagined Washington, D.C. called DC-63. Developed by members of the Fortnite creative community, this fully immersive experience will allow players to witness the civil rights teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King. 
This experience was built by members uh, Chase Jackman, uh, GQNU, uh, XWDFR, and uh, U7A. Uh, in DC 63, players will travel to Lincoln Memorial and the United States National Mall, where Dr. King made his iconic I Have a Dream speech. The experience will also feature uh, museum-inspired points of interest and quests you can complete with other players. These quests should bring an important reminder that relates to Dr. King's speech. We move forward when we work together. Completing the Dr. King and Civil Rights Movement challenges will unlock a DC 63 spray for your locker. Uh, civil rights is a struggle we still fight for to this day and has benefited from the collective efforts of millions of people around the world. We hope the March Through Time experience inspires the community to promote mutual respect and empathy towards all people, no matter their race, religion, or orientation. Tim, the trailer's gone through once or twice. Where do you land on this? Personally, I think that this is really interesting and valuable. And for a game like Fortnite that has transcended being a game and become this platform that can be the home for movie trailers or concerts or whatever the hell the Ariana Grande thing was like, there's just so many, so many different options of what this can be as well as video games and events and crossovers of Marvel characters and DC characters and Rick and Morty and all this stuff. It's like, why not do something like this? That's actually like trying to be helpful and trying to educate uh, of people and, you know, let's, let's make history fun, right? Like that there's always kind of had that, that place in video games that, that do that. And sometimes has worked better than others. Uh, Mario is missing comes to mind, but uh, when it comes to this, I think that it's definitely well-intentioned and I, what, what's saddest to me is how quickly I see this news and immediately think, okay, but what's the problem with this? Like, sure. Like, this is opening uh, a huge can of worms. What are those worms? How do we combat those worms? What's going on? And, like, that, that is just so sad that that's where we're at as people, that this isn't just a purely good thing. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it should be, and I think that the goal would be for it to be, but we just don't live in a world or a time where that's the case. So I'm, I'm hoping that there are smarter people than me figuring out those worms to, to combat and, and ways to do that um, on the earlier side. But um, I, I do think that this is very valuable and I think that it's a bold move. Uh, and, you know, I've been seeing a lot of takes on Twitter about this from a lot of uh, varied people. And uh, a lot of them are into it. A lot of them are kind of thinking about this as if it's kind of problematic in different ways. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the recent Fortnite stuff and the lawsuits and, you know, like statements made and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, like I look at this just as what it is. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously I think education and getting Dr. King's speech to as many people as possible is a good thing. I think, uh, you know, uh, for me, it was like, I, it, it's been a varying reaction as you think more about it, as you're talking about it, where of course this is cool. It's glad I'm glad to see Fortnite use its uh, uh, status, its popularity, you know, its platform to talk about a, a good thing, <laughs> equal rights, civil rights, right? Uh, but then it is that idea of, I, I saw people reacting like, wait, is he a playable character? And I, I went and I watched the video. He's not. I went and watched the video, right? And if you're an audio listener, it is that thing of like, okay, cool. Oh, they're playing the speech in the thing. Oh, they've recreated the Washington. Oh, the bright the bright bomber is walking around with a sound. And like then it's this juxtaposition of the serious subject matter with the avatars of Fortnite moving around. You're like, that's weird. But then to me, it's also that thing I, I, I have to remind myself, and this isn't a, a joke, I swear, is that I'm old in this thing, right? You have to go meet the youth you have to go meet uh you have to go meet the new generation where they are and so many of them are in fortnite and they are having conversations and they are having you know these hangout sessions with their friends where they're dealing with real life things even if one of them is dressed as the terminator right or the other one's dressed as superman or whatever so it's this push and pull to it but to what you're talking about the can of worms that is an impression i saw uh so i did reach out to the one the only the Paris Lily from XCast. Uh, I, I asked for his opinion. I asked if you want to be on the show. Of course, Paris had a, a conf conflict this morning because he's the most popular man in the video games, apparently. Mm -hmm, but Paris mm -hmm. wrote this for me. I can say that I'm keeping an open mind uh, that this will be handled with care and done in a respectful and educational way. But my concern is that this will be used by the typical hate groups in a way to tarnish the message and become another way to grief and harass. I want to see more things like this, but the immaturity of some could potentially ruin this and more efforts in the future. Uh, this was echoed, of course, by the one, the only, the Blessing Addy Oye Jr., the future class of video games from PS I Love You XOXO. I hit up Blessing and asked for a statement as well. He gave me this. I love the heart of this idea. 
It reminds me of Assassin's Creed's educational discovery tour mode uh, that they've done in the past, which gives players a fun way to interact with and learn about history. Fortnite is the biggest game on the planet with audiences of all ages and backgrounds. So supplying that audience with tools to learn and maybe even enjoy learning about civil rights is awesome. That said, it has to be handled with a lot of care. Watching the trailer for it, there is already a huge tonal dissonance between the cartoon style of Fortnite and the setting of the I Have a Dream speech. I worry about the image of Rick from Rick and Morty doing Fortnite dances in front of MLK memorials. I also do feel, I also do feel slightly uncomfortable with the gamification of this, i.e., quote, quests you can complete with other players. A lot of this takes away from the gravity of the actual history IMO. It also doesn't completely align with the values of MLK, who is anti-capitalist. Personally, I would I would prefer if this was just a walkthrough mode with no space to goof around. I'd even lock players to appropriate attire. The memeability of this, as it is currently, worries me a bit. I do love they're giving credit to the creators and that there are black folks working on this. I just want them to stick the landing, and I think with something as goofy and crazy as Fortnite, that's hard to do. And then the final one I want to bring in isn't a quote I reached out for. Just I follow black girl black girl gamers on Twitter. They had a whole thread about this, right? Which for me, of course, uh, Greg Miller, just a a dude, right? A typical white dude saw this on the play. I saw this in kind of funny games daily, our Slack channel about news stories. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. It didn't think much about it. Right. And then black girl gamers had a dissertation, uh, quote tweeting it. Right. And it goes like this. Cause obviously so many people had opinions about it. Uh, black girl gamers who you should follow on Twitter says, hold your horses, read it first. It's an in-game digital museum like ex exhibition. We suspect as a continuation of their previous engagements on race and equality last year following George Floyd's murder. We're going to wait before passing judgment. From what we understand, MLK, MLK is not a skin or playable character, although the image makes it seem that way. MLK's speech will be played, not reenacted. Is this a way of making sure the youth in the metaverse are educated on race and equality? Perhaps. Will it work? We don't know. Fortnite is leaning when it comes to in-game events and the metaverse, and it's not the first time they've done something like this. We speak about companies following up on their promises from last year. Is this an example of that? Maybe. If you have siblings who play Fortnite, would you tell them not to attend this activation? The black community, in particular the black American community, will feel tense about misuse of MLK's legacy, rightfully so, as brands have misused and misappropriated his speech time and time again. We'll see how it goes. We don't know whether this is the right step. And so that's the whole thing about it, right? Where I, I do go all the way back to where you started, Tim, and where I think we all, I think everyone probably is on this. This has the best intentions. Like I understand this, right? As some, you and me, people who are, you know, faces of kind of funny and run kind of funny, you know, we try all the time to use our limited reach to fight the good fight, right? To, you know, push causes we think are causes that need to be pushed for, to stand up for basic human rights, but don't get me ranting. I understand that Fortnite, the biggest fucking game in the world, doing this is huge. I also understand that's going to come with a whole bunch of fucking players missing the point, being dicks and being assholes about it. You assume, you assume and you hope and you pray that they have planned for this. You know, Blessing's thing in here of talking about like not being able to do the dances or, you know, do the floss or whatever, the, any, any of the goofy stuff you can do in Fortnite. You have to imagine that has been disabled, right? Like this has to be you walk around and experience this that you can't break it and do something goofy with it i mean i don't know because i feel like a lot of people can have different takes on how disrespectful the emotes are versus being able to shoot things versus xyz it's like that's what makes this complicated is that everybody's like tolerance level for what is disrespectful is different like i think mm -hmm. them partnering with time and then the way they're presenting this seems a lot more buttoned up than the the flash and dazzle that we we normally get sure. from the, the Fortnite events for obvious reasons so the way this trailer was presented i i think that the best intentions seem to be followed through having said that it's like what will this actually turn into and what ways will people find to still be disrespectful that's a totally different question that obviously is going to be a problem but I think that that's the the type of thing with with Fortnite, with the platform that it is, and with the colorful characters that they have. It's like I I think that there's a value to allowing it to exist, the serious thing to exist in a non-serious world, and to hold it to a different standard for it to be more important, for it to be this thing that it that it, it it's here, and we're educating you, especially in a time where it's like 
We're hearing all these stories about what's being taught in schools in different places, just getting somehow more and more complex and what won't be taught in places. That's fucking ridiculous. Sure. It's like sure. for this to, to be the, in a, in a video game that the entire world is playing, I think is like extremely powerful. Yeah. And that's, you know, the push and pull. Um, I think at times the, painful growth experiences we have to do at, through video games and life in general, but in very specifically video games here, right? Of like you person watching or listening to this show right now, take video games seriously, right? The world at large doesn't necessarily, but every day, every year, every whatever generation, they get taken more and more seriously. And so right here, as we talk about this very serious thing that, you know, I was taught about in school, Tim, you were taught about in school that, you know, I remember watching this on the CD-ROM for the Encyclopedia Britannica I had, right? Like the, my perception of where this kind of thing should happen or is happening, right? Uh, I guess is being not rocked by this, but needs to be re-expanded about this. Of like, why can't Fortnite be this? If Fortnite can be all these different metaverse cultural milestones if it can be these large things you know and again to the you know the george floyd stuff the article was talking about or maybe it was uh, black girl gamers black girl gamers if it can handle those situations why can't it handle the situation and again for me and and, you know i enjoy fortnite not like kevin does you know what i mean he plays it all the time i come back for my one month seasons every so often go crazy on stuff but if the audience is just existing there and seeing somebody run around in the pink bear costume at the Washington monument, listening to this speech, isn't off putting to them. Is it like breaking the, the serious, the, 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 the weight of this to them? Then why should it matter to me? Aaron, the big gamer in the chat says, I'm playing the mode right now. You can only do a set choice of emotes. So that's Very good. Perfect. And again, like that just goes back to like what I was saying of like, you got to assume that they're trying their best. Their hearts are in the right place with this. And like everything we're saying about like these, it is black people working on this. It is not just, uh, entirely a money grab or whatever and like yeah this is a corporation money's being made from this and that's always going to be an element that uh people are going to have issue with for good reason to to some extent uh but the the thing with this is whenever you have a platform and you try to share that platform uh with people that others don't want to have a platform that's going to cause tension and that's going to cause a lot of problems and, and it's like in my opinion, that doesn't mean to not give those people or those things, in this case, that platform. It just means you need to be able to stand with them and help defend and help figure out the problem. And again, the can of worms, eliminate those goddamn worms. And I feel like this is the type of thing of steps forward where let's just take a moment to appreciate how crazy it is this even is in a video game, let alone the biggest video game in the world. This wouldn't have been the case 10 years ago. So it's like what what could be in 20 years, you know, like when they they do figure out and I'm being optimistic here, but I'm hoping in the the direction we're going, I believe that the industry is trying to identify the pain points and issues that come with things like this so that hopefully in the future, when there's a new story like this, we're not pessimistic about it, looking at it like, oh, but what are all the problems? We're looking at it as like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. I think you nail it right in like, you know. To put a pin in this and move on, obviously. Unless, actually, I was thinking, hey, big cab dog, you still there? Yep, right here. As uh, Mr. Fortnite over there, can you boot up your Fortnite and get into this? While we can, we'll continue the show, obviously. But oh, you're gonna, some, like, show it? Yeah, at some point, you get in there and show it to us while we keep doing the news. Yeah, or, give me one second. What no rush. I'm going to move on and do whatever. But to put a pin in this for right now, and this is... Sounds good, my guy. This is obviously... Uh, this is this could easily sound like Greg Miller grandstanding, which I know I get for on the internet all the time, but everybody who listens hopefully knows how authentic I am. You nailed something in there, right, Tim, of talking about like this being hard now, but like you go through it, right? Like it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that stops you, right? And it reminds me of that uh, JFK speech uh, about going to the moon, right? So I did a quick Google on that one because I, I I always think of this line, right? We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one that we are unwilling to postpone, and one we one we intend to win, and the others too, right? Yeah, the path of least resistance for Fortnite and for the video game industry and for everybody else is to ignore the problems, right? But if you want to address them head on, you're, it's what we talk about with our own sh- stuff, right? Is we try to do the right thing, we are going to stumble. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to learn and get better as we go. And that should be the mantra for everybody. Not that, man, I'm going to catch flack for this, so I shouldn't do it. So hopefully, again, best intentions and where we are, right? That's what we're talking about right now in terms of uh, what's going on here.
So yeah. yeah. And look, here's the thing. It's not going to be perfect. In fact, I'm sure it's going to be far from perfect and there's going to be many flaws. But that's the thing. People will identify those flaws and hopefully those flaws will be dealt with. And next time it'll be a little, a little bit better. Ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to number two on the Roper Report while Kevin boots up Fortnite. Uh, of course, like I said, opening night live over at Gamescom with Jeff Keighley was in fact yesterday. You can go watch our live reactions to it. You can catch our Gamescast post-show to it. But if you somehow missed all of it, I thought I would give you some of the big hits out of it, all right? Of course, like I said, Gamescast post-show has Riders Republic preview, has Saints Row preview, has a bunch of different stuff on there. But the big stuff I would toss out there would be this. Uh, Saints Row was revealed. It is a reboot. It is coming February 25th, 2022. It's taking place in Santo Aleso in, in the American Southwest. Kind of looks like Vegas. Got a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Three different gangs. Seems more grounded. I thought it looked good, Tim. From what we saw there in the trailer, I liked, and then the gameplay, I liked. Looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, the gameplay did look uh, pretty damn impressive. And you know, we talked about this a lot, so to not belabor the point, like I, I think it's... There's been this big void of arena shooters and GTA-style open sandbox worlds, and those are starting to come back, it kind of feels like. It's it's cool to see the industry shift between genres and, you know, as Battle Royales um, and, like, kind of team-based, hero-based shooters rose, the arena things fell to the wayside. And as the more Ubisoft-style open-world game of quest logs and side quests kind of opened up, the GTA sandbox kind of went away. Um, and, and also, I would even attribute that to things like Fortnite and... Um, um, kind of these like just shared multiplayer experience games um, and as GTA itself became GTA online. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just kind of cool to see that we're, we're going to be getting some more of those um, especially with the rumors of GTA trilogy being remastered. Oh, God. As well. Don't even, don't even get me started. Mm. If I can play vice city, the Come soundtrack would be the biggest problem, but rockstar has got the money thrown out. Got that money. Uh, the other, the next, I'm going in the order, but I did cut out a whole bunch of stuff. So please go read a full recap somewhere or watch our video. Uh, next up, I, um, things I thought were big beats. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns was revealed. This is the 2K for Axis game uh, that we thought was going to be the Marvel XCOM game. Uh, Jake Solomon, who's working on it and has been it for Axis forever, says in fact that it's a tactical RPG. It's not using XCOM mechanics, but it's a tactical RPG. Uh, there had been confusion yesterday uh, when I had watched it, and then people saw on Twitter, you're you are playing as the hunter you are making your own superhero that's this hunter building uh, her out she's the one in the trailer being revived however you do actually have have 13 other or th total heroes to play as so when you go back to the abbey which is where you are you're the hunter when you're in combat you have other stuff i reached out to get more clarification on this this is what i got in combat, you can control up to three heroes. Most of the time, that will include the hunter plus two others. In that sense, you control all three characters. When you are outside of combat, you run around the abbey, your supernatural secret base, as the hunter. Think of a mix of Fire Emblem Three Houses or Mass Effect. The abbey is a fully realized 3D space. It has base management uh, systems like XCOM did, except now you walk around, talk to heroes, etc. That's, of course, piggybacking off a bunch of great reporting uh, from Tamar Hussein, who has a big old interview up. IGN has an interview. They talk about, like, can you romance the the other heroes they're like no but you can be very 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 close friends so you're there's going to be some kind of building a squad building a relationship which gets me excited uh that's coming out march 2022 the gameplay review will be on september 1st during a gameplay stream little you know we we don't know much about that tim but for access incredibly talented developer uh the idea that this is a different cast of characters than you usually see granted your iron man's in there your wolverine's in there but ghost rider uh magic i'm i'm, inter I'm interested Totally. I, I think they really nailed this. And uh, this is way more than I expected uh, from this game. And like like you said, we have the pedigree there with Firaxis, with the, the XCOM, with the people working on it. Um, but Midnight Suns, not something I expected them to tackle in video game form. And I think that that's extremely important uh, in this era of Marvel that can so easily just kind of turn into MCU light. Sure. Um, or, and like we've seen that even with the Avengers game, right, where there's just all it is is comparisons, which means it doesn't match up to the incredible thing that is the mcu whereas yeah. with this it's kind of like oh let, let's introduce people to robbie reyes the uh ghost rider you know and and get in there yeah is that the right name robbie reyes yeah you're right yeah you're right. okay good uh halo infant was that there as well too like we were joking about early of course they're talking about uh the multiplayer they were going into this stuff they gave us a release date december 8th 2021 uh, they also revealed a 20-year anniversary uh elite uh, halo elite controller and a xbox series x uh, controller as well all right Ke right now hold on before we get into more halo kevin has loaded in you can see kevin uh, this is your ps4 right <laughs> This is an yes. Xbox. Uh, oh, Xbox One, one X. One X. 
Okay, Xbox oh, yeah. One X there as it loads in it's the a little bit slower. Lincoln Memorial. So you go through here. What emotes you got? I heard, we had had Lanky Dragoon wrote into your wrong to give us a bit more information. I just dove into the March Through Time Fortnite mode during the show to see what they had disabled. You can use normal Fortnite emotes, but they also added an entire wheel of emotes called March emotes, including sitting a, sitting in a chair, dancing, picketing, and more. Uh, so every other emote released in Fortnite is usable during the mode. They're just in different wheel than you need to tab to. Is that, is that checking out with you, Kevin? You got all your regular emotes in there? Uh, yeah. What skin is this, too? Uh, this is like a spy. Oh, neat. She's great. There's the chair one for the emote. Yeah. 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 Okay. There are the different emotes. Sure. Oh, do do you see your normal ones oh, yeah. in there, or is it just uh, uh, these ones? Can you tab over three. like they're yes, saying? Yes, they're okay. the normal ones. Do, do one. Do a, do a weird emote. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you have all your yeah. crazy emotes to do here on the Lincoln Memorial while you watch the speech. Why is this Why is this speech so small, Tim? When do you think this yeah, would be bigger? They, they certainly could have done a bigger TV, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I imagine, inch? I imagine there's other screens. <laughs> there must be bigger ones, right? No? Does not. Oh, oh there's there. Yeah. The okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't figure out audio. <laughs> No, no, you're fine. This is, we just wanted to see what it looks like. You're doing, you're yeah. doing great, Kev. Thank you so much for doing this on the fly for us. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, I mean, Fortnite's a great looking game. Like it's like Forrest Gump. Remember, and he, he ran in the waiting pool. <laughs> you all remember it, Forrest Gump, big movie. Yeah. Tom Hanks was in it. Good movie. Jenny was in it too. Okay, uh, people are dancing, doing the thing, but okay, it's there. No, Back to one, opening night live while Kevin uh, goes around and dances. Yeah, uh, Ke- uh, Kevin, uh, Tim. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, uh, December eighth. How does that make you feel? Oh my god, dude! Are you kidding me? I'm so excited. Like the the 20th anniversary uh, Xbox Series X, awesome, so cool. If anything, just getting more Series Xs out there. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that was the thing, right? They're still so hard to find. They're they're making these good for them. <laughs> the the controller, beautiful, a thing of beauty. The biggest yeah. point for me. Uh, I'm so stoked that Mike and Andy both got it. I'm just excited that they're they're coming out with more uh, Series Two. What are they freaking called? The Elite Series 2 controllers. That's what it is. Sure. Um, in different colorways because uh, that I've always been bummed that the dope things like Aqua Shift are limited to just the normal Xbox controller instead of the, the Elite. Um, so that's really exciting. It's really cool. The controller's awesome. Very. If you're going to do a Halo controller, they nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. So that's great. And in terms of the game, I mean, yeah, December 8th, a little later than I'd want, but sooner than it could have been so not gonna be mad at that um i still stand by that if i were microsoft i would delay the campaign entirely and just release the multiplayer um and again i'm not a game developer but i'm pretty good at marketing and if it were up to me i would try my damnedest to hit november 15th for that multiplayer um get it out there on the xbox anniversary make a huge damn deal of it and then yeah just have co-op campaign launch with campaign sometime in early 2022 but alas that's not what they're doing so we'll see how this all plays out uh it being december 8th means it's not really going to be in too many game of the year conversations one way or the other so that is just something to think about for a game of this magnitude but sure. i also think game of the year conversations are going to have to change um after the last couple of years with how many games do release in that late november december timeline true uh, from there, other news of note, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge got delayed to 2022. April O'Neil is playable. Uh, Super Monkey Ball saw their reveal character being Morgana from Persona 5. Uh, Riders Republic, uh, the preview embargo lifted, but you can now jump into the beta yourself until August 28th, which is what, Saturday? Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, also got delayed out to spring 2022. Uh, they announced the Outlast Trials, of course, Outlast the horror game. This one is the one you can play solo or with four players multiplayer. It's coming in 2022. Jet the Far Shore, which we previewed on PS I Love You, XOXO today, got a release date of October 5th. Then another big one, Horizon, the Forbidden West, officially got delayed to February 18th, 2022. Uh, however, to make the wheat a, a, the wheat the wait a bit easier, uh, there is now a 60 frames per second PS5 uh, backwards compatibility pa- patch for Horizon for, for 
Horizon Zero Dawn. So you could jump in there and play that in the best possible way. Uh, New World. Uh, I don't know if this is news, actually. Release date, uh, September 28th. I haven't been following Amazon's New World close enough. But if it is, there it is. They talked about it. They showed more of that game. Uh, Valheim showed its next DLC. Uh, Hearth and Home, that's coming September 16th. Genshin Impact showed Aloy again and talked about her coming on September 1st. And then Sifu, the indie we all want so, so bad, got delayed February 22nd, 2022, making February 2022. You will be overwhelmed and not have any money if everybody stays there. I mean, and on top of that, like the one thing about February that's really interesting is we don't know about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so true. It could be even more, more busy. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, I mean, there's no way Breath of the Wild that's early, right? There's oh, there's no 100% away. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that it's like a lock. But I mean, I, I bet you there's no way that Breath of the Wild wasn't targeted to hit this year. So I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility for it to be on the earlier side of, of next year. But uh, everything I've heard is that Nintendo has hard, had the hardest hit when it comes to dealing with, with COVID and all that stuff. So with that, we could be, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be equally not surprised if Breath of the Wild came out in 2023. Uh, so... Who knows? Okay. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh, I steamrolled through some of those announcements there, Tim. Anything you want to jump on? Or the, I mean, I know we've talked it to death on different shows already. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's there's too much to to point out. But yeah, February looks really dope. There's going to be a lot of, lot of great stuff there. Sifu, can't wait for that. God, Sifu looks so good, right? Um, wow. You all think about Sifu when you think about February 2022. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You could go there right now to be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns. You could go there to get the show ad free. You could go there to get the show at the post show. You could go there to get all these benefits for games cast and all the other shows. You can watch most shows live as they do it on However, right now it's all about the ads. So let me take a break and tell you about our sponsors, but not me, Tim Will. Damn it. This episode is brought to you by Away. Whether it's just a trip to the grocery store, a weekend away, or an extended stay with your friends or family, we're all stuck navigating the current weirdness of travel. But no matter what you're up to, Away's suitcases, bags, and accessories all come in a variety of colors, sizes, and materials to always have your back. I've been a huge fan of Away forever. It's all I travel with. It's my favorite luggage. Uh, Once you get it, it transforms your life, transforms your travel's experience. So high quality, so beautiful, so aesthetically pleasing. Just a big fan overall. Every suitcase comes with a fancy schmancy interior organization system with a compression pad to help you fit more in which i've had to do many many times away suitcases also come with the smoothest rolling reels i've ever seen on a suitcase honestly it's fun to just roll it around because it is so smooth a tsa approved combination lock a laundry bag it's literally everything you'll need in a suitcase and more Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash KFGD. That's awaytravel.com slash KFGD. Next up, shout out to Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to, including this show and all of the kind of funny shows. Go check them out. Uh, but it's not just for listening to podcasts. Amazon Music has thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. No matter what you're listening to, you can go hands-free with Alexa. You can get the app and enjoy free listening anywhere on any device. There's no credit card or subscription required. Um, Amazon Music's great. I've been I've been using it for a while. Love listening to, the, to podcasts. If you've never tried Amazon Music, what are you waiting for? You're going to love it as much as we do. Start listening for free today. Head over to amazon.com slash KFGD. That's amazon.com slash KFGD to stream thousands of music stations and over 10 million podcast episodes for free. Amazon.com slash KFGD. And finally, shout out to DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner? Check. Deodorant? it? Check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin'? Check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. I love DoorDash. I've been using it forever, especially uh, during this whole situation we're in, and it's been fantastic. Not needing to worry, not needing to go out places, just boom. Restaurant food, Brian brought right to me. Me and Gia having a great time eating it. For a limited time, you guys can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. Uh, for Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees in your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021 in the US and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's code games 2021 or 
GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Right before that there, Ad, we were talking about Xbox. We were talking about Halo. So let's go to number three. Speaking of Halo Infinite, its PC specs are out. We're going to read from IGN.com where Matt Perslow has the following. Microsoft and 343 Industries have announced the full PC system requirements for Halo Infinite. As listed on Halo Infinite's Steam page, the minimum and re- minimum? minimum and recommended system specs are minimum. Requires a 64-bit processor and operating system. OS Windows 10 RS 3X64 processor AMD FX 83.7. Tim, you are the guy who knows this. RAM and, is this all uh, normal? Is everything GTX normal? 1050 is essentially the the, the minimum there. So uh, pretty pretty damn low entry point uh, for for these things. Like that's that's definitely not that powerful of a system at all. I5 for the processor, like that's that's pretty. Pretty manageable for sure. What uh, about recommended? recommended? Recommended crazy? 16 gigs of RAM. I mean, at this point, like, I don't know anybody that has less than 16 gigs. Personally, I'm sure there are tons of people out there, uh, but they are recommending an i7, uh, a higher end i7 there. And they are, for graphics, re- recommending one, any of the RTX cards from NVIDIA. So we're getting in, into some stuff where, yeah, we're talking about next gen type um, systems here. So okay. that makes a lot of sense. Uh, additionally, this is back to Matt at IGN. The Steam page also states that Halo Infinite on PC will support advanced graphic settings, ultra-wide and super-ultra-wide resolution support, and triple-key binds for features such as dynamic scaling and variable frame rates. Quote, Halo Infinite is the best Halo experience on PC to date, the page states. These specifications are largely similar to those required for the Halo Infinite multiplayer technical preview held a few weeks ago. So... If you were able to play that, then you should be good to go. Timothy, in the live chat on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, OM Jesus says, who's going to play this on PC and console besides me? Tim, is that your plan for Halo Infinite? Thousand and a half percent. I mean, so here they're saying that additionally, uh, there's the advanced graphic settings. And if people that did the technical preview will already be familiar, I obviously am familiar, talked all about that stuff. And they're talking here about ultra wide and super ultra wide. I have super ultra wide. It worked better than any super ultra wide experience I've ever had so far. Still had some issues. Obviously, it was a technical preview. They're talking about the the triple binding for keys and all that stuff, which is super awesome for how I like to play games. I, Greg, how many times have you been playing a video game and you're like, oh, the controls are just a little bit off. And then you go into the options to try to uh, change the bindings and it lets you do it for all the things except the one thing that you actually want it to do. Yep. You know what I mean? This is... They're just like, no, 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 fuck that. Like, and they're allowing triple keybinds where it's like one button can do three different things depending on the context of, of what you're doing. And it's like, that is awesome. They're really, really trying to care about making this uh, tailored experience for however you want to play the game. So um, can't wait to see that. All the options were there. My game bugged the fuck out and would crash anytime I tried to do that stuff for the most part. But the options are there. So it's like when the final game's out, I understand that it's going to be better. So I'm excited about that. Um, and for OM Jesus here, who's going to play this on PC and console? I am. I'm so excited about that. And I even with the technical preview, I did that a little bit about playing on my uh, Series X and then bouncing over to my PC, just depending on uh, if I was playing by myself, I was on the TV, or if I was playing when I was streaming, obviously I was on the, the computer setup. So I loved how seamless it was. Uh, if, if Xbox has done anything, it's build this damn ecosystem in the last couple of years. Yeah. And Halo to me is the game to kind of take that from an ecosystem to an experience of video games. Right. Um, and th- that's been there already for a lot of people with things like Sea of Thieves and, and other games. But I think that in terms of when of Xbox and what that means to a lot of people, especially people that might not be, you know, listening to Xcast every single week, like more just um, just the gamers that that for the last 10 years have switched over to the PlayStation side or the Switch side or, you know, Switch and PlayStation, which I, if I had to guess would probably be the most popular subgroup of, of all gamers is people that have those two for people that consider themselves hardcore gamers, right? Yeah. Is that is that a fair assessment there? I think so, yeah. So it's like this is a big moment for them this fall with both Halo Infinite and Forza uh, coming out. I know there's been a, a million Forzas and a million Forza Horizons, but this one feels different where I feel like we're 
Forza Horizon 5 is coming out, and I think it's going to be the one where everyone's like, all right, well, everyone's been talking about this so much. I got to give this one a shot. And it's that perfect storm of people wanting new games to play, people having these next-gen consoles, and Game Pass, where it's like you don't even need to buy Horizon 5. You just get to experience it. So uh, with all that together, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of people, oh, and Jesus, that are going to be playing on both that have the means, obviously. Excellent. Number four in the Roper Report. We've been talking about it for a while, but Netflix, Netflix gaming is a go. Kevin, I didn't highlight it, but I have a link here for you. I'm going to be reading from Netflix's Twitter, where they actually quote, well, Netflix, Netflix's geek Twitter, where they quote tweeted a couple different things. And it says, let's talk Netflix and gaming. Today, members in Poland can try Netflix mobile gaming on Android with two games, Stranger Things 1984 and Stranger Things 3. It's very, very early days, and we've got a lot of work to do in the months ahead. But this is the first step. Here's what you can expect. No ads, no in-app purchases, games included with your Netflix membership. We'll keep you updated as we explore what gaming looks like on Netflix. Stay tuned. I want to go over to IGN.com one more time. Uh, where ta- oh, let me hold on. Yep, one more time. No, <laughs> where Taylor Lies says... Uh, It is no surprise that Netflix announced uh, the first two games select subscribers can test out are mobile. In July, ahead of its quarterly financial earnings, Netflix confirmed it was focusing on mobile games first. The company also noted that it would be building on top of its earlier efforts around interactive shows like Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. That same month, Netflix also announced that XEA and Facebook executive Mike Verdu was hired as the company's vice president of game development. Tim, is this what you expected from Netflix gaming? Yeah, kind of. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that I don't want to be as apathetic towards as I am. Mm-hmm. But I like I love when these big tech giants actually try something new and different to, like, create new forms of video games and like kind of push the industry forward. But so much of it kind of just feels like false start and kind of like I can see the end of this tunnel already. Um, and it but at the same time, it reminds me a lot of Stadia where I'm like, I stand by Stadia being important as a shift for the industry and it's always going to be the punchline to every joke, but it, and, and things like the Ouya and things like all these like kind of like failed experiments. Right. But I believe in cloud gaming. We're not there yet, but if it weren't for Stadia pushing, I don't, I think that we would get there a lot later. So uh, on to take that and address it with this, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what this ends with that gets me excited, but video games are, are much more than they used to be. And especially when you start looking at the mobile side and them like it's them saying it's no surprise that these are, are mobile games you could play or whatever. It's like there is an audience there that is used to playing mobile games while watching Netflix. Why not combine those two yeah. things together? I mean, that's the thing about it where I think, you know, this doesn't excite me. I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this to come here or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I do see a reality where one day Netflix uh, gaming is everywhere is is. Netflix gaming is everywhere in the way that it's in every territory and they partner with Annapurna and do an exclusive mobile game, something like a Florence, right? That is coming out only on Netflix gaming. And it is that thing of like, Oh, right. I have that. I was subscribed to Netflix and I never think of gaming. You open it up, you play it. That's cool. And maybe that gets you in the ecosystem to download some other stuff. Maybe in some ways it's a competitor to Apple arcade, or if they expand beyond that, try to get into console. Yeah. There's a lot of ifs, there's a lot of whatever's in there, but it's what you're talking about, Tim, right? Of like, again, you need to have people pushing and trying different mm-hmm. things to find something that would work and actually shake up the industry in a way like that. So more yeah, power totally. to Absolutely. You know, Apple Arcade is such an interesting thing where I'd love to to know the numbers and I doubt we ever will. Like that just seems like one of those best kept secret things where I almost feel like it's really successful and they're just not talking about it because they're just like, hey, like we're making a lot of money from this. Let's just, let's, just, let's just keep going. Just be chill and let everyone think that it's not working. But uh, I, I don't know why I feel that way. But uh, I guess it's just like the way that they keep promoting it and just knowing Apple, they've kind of stopped promoting things after a while when they're not working, you know? Yeah. 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 We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, right? Of like, it's so it's all quiet on that. Like, okay, what's what's going on with it? You know what I mean? But yeah. they keep making games, right? They, they keep, keep adding stuff. stuff, and like you literally, you can't go to the app store without being shoved down your throat, even when you have it. So, <laughs> well, now of course you're. I mean, you 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 you, you got to play the Marvel Future Revolution. It's not on there, but it's already free. You can get in there right now to be playing with me. You know what I mean? We can both be Captain America. It's pretty cool. You're such a fuck, Greg. You're just such a fuck. Just a heads up, everybody. I'm having a good time. It's gonna be. Is it the squad up today? It is the squad up today. Just let you know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. All mm-hmm. right. 
just mm. uh, i mean right there in the live chat flame beacon says greg i started playing marvel future revolution this morning and hadn't gotten and haven't gotten the battle pass yet but it's really fun there you go if you can't take my word for it can you listen to flame beacon can you listen to the upcoming uh, squad up you'll find out together don't worry about it number five on the rope report there's a new gearbox studio up in montreal this is chris kerr over at game developer borderlands developer gearbox entertainment plans to open a new studio in montreal canada gearbox said it will invest 200 million canadian dollars into the quebec region to facilitate their creation of gearbox studio montreal celebrating no, sorry, creating 250 tech sector jobs to bring its company-wide workforce to over 850 employees. Industry veterans Sebastian Chase and Pierre-Andre Derry have been tapped to co-lead the newly formed studio, uh, which will work on the Borderlands series while also creating new franchises. Both Case and maybe Cassie, actually, and Derry previously worked together as co-leads at Tiny Tina's Wonderland developer Gearbox Studio Quebec, which itself was only formed in 2015. News of Gearbox's expansion comes just a few months after the company was acquired by Swedish conglomerate Embracer Group for $1.38 billion. At the time, Randy Pitchford explained the deal could serve as propellant for Gearbox, while Embracer chief exec Lars Wingforce uh, said he intends to position the studio for, quote, continued significant growth in the year to come so i just looked this up um so montreal is the second largest city in canada at 166 square miles okay and as of august 26 2021 80 of those square miles are taken up by game developers Uh it's insane yes uh this is what it looks like when your country or province or whatever you want to say is like hey you know it'd be cool if we gave uh people a reason to come here like canada if you haven't looked in again of course i want you to know i mean i'm a student of the game and i you know i do my i take my job seriously and yada 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 if i hadn't married jen obviously and like learned way more about canadian games than uh, anybody probably should know i wouldn't know about all of the tax credits the government giving game developers money you talk like and then think about on top of all that talk about free health care right like we joke around about it all the time right tim of like if we we didn't use it we ended up getting our own health care right but like we started kind of funny at a time when obamacare was just getting going or whatever and it was that idea of like if all else fails we can do that which means it's okay to go start our own job because we don't have to worry about breaking an arm and not and being going bankrupt over it right you talk about going up to montreal canada why you see so many great uh, uh studios worldwide but I, right now american studios making montreal offices it's because of these tax credits when you watch a movie and i know you do for every marvel movie right any movie you watch, stay through the fucking credits. And what do you see at the end? Quebec. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta and Quebec, because they've done something in Quebec to get the tax credit to offset the car- cost of this and have the government. And the tax credit is probably not even the right word to use it. The government just gives you money. So funny, to make so funny you went to Quebec. I was like, it's definitely Atlanta. It's, I mean, well, Atlanta is there for a lot of stuff. It is correct. Quebec is there for everything. 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 Any movie you watch, go do it. We are going to see Georgia less probably, though. Georgia yeah. West, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, like this isn't scamming the system. It's you know, how do we make games? And we always talk about how hard the game development business is, how hard the business of making a game and selling a game and making it profitable it is. Of course, you're gonna go to these places and start new studios and do these new things where you can get offset by the Canadian government to actually make your game and do this and not have to worry. Like it's it's a normal shit you always hear about of like we're in bootstrap indie dev here in america and we mortgage the house three times to make this work to do the thing you know what i mean and like in canada like here's some money this this sounds like a great idea we don't care if we never make it back here's some money for it good stuff in canada all right nothing else to really add about (laughs) gearbox whatever all right cool more more borderlands and whatever else they're working on we'll see what happens crazy that they just did a a studio already in quebec the province uh 2015 now they got another one in quebec montreal the city make that money man go get them uh number six this is your final one on the roper report for the day and not a sad one but like a good good on you we're proud of you the designer of the nes and the snes has retired from nintendo this is damian mcferrin over at nintendo life Lance Barr, the man who famously designed the NES and SNES consoles, has retired from Canada. Barr has made the announcement via his personal LinkedIn account, stating that, quote, after almost 39 years at Nintendo, I am retiring and moving on to other projects, quote. Uh, He has served as design and brand director since 1982. According to Tim Statton's, uh, no, sorry, Tim Sat. 
Santens, uh, one of Barr's first assignments was creating arcade cabinets for the North American market, which would make sense as Nintendo had no home console in 1982 and wouldn't launch one in the U.S. until 1985. Barr was instrumental in reshaping 1983's Japanese Famicom uh, for the North American market, developing the unique front-loading VHS-style mechanism, which made the console so unique when compared to previous examples of hardware like the Atari VCS. The North American console market was in tatters following the crash of 1983, so Barr's work was of vital importance. The NES needed to look like something new and different, and it's fair to say that his efforts were successful. When the console arrived in North America in 1985, it quickly became the dominant system. Over 60 million units of the Famicom slash NES would be sold worldwide, and a great deal of those were in America. Even today, the NES remains one of the most iconic console designs of all time. Barr also created some of the console's more unique peripherals, including the NES Zapper, NES Advantage, and the NES Max, and was responsible for the top-loading NES redesign, complete with its dog-bone controller. You can see a video here with Barr in it. You can go, of course, go over to Nintendo Life to catch that. His next venture would be the North American redesign of the SNES, which recently turned 30 in that particular region. While Europe retained the more rounded shape of the Japanese Super Famicom, which Barr felt was too soft and had no edge, America got a more boxy system. Debate rages as to which design is best even in 2021, but Barr's design clearly has a lot of fans. He also designed the SNES Junior. More recently, Barr was responsible for designing the Wii Nunchuck. So rages? Huh? I that's debatable. The debate rages. I don't think I've ever seen an actual argument of anyone trying to say that the American version is better than the Super Famicom version. And I say that because get ready to fucking destroy me, everybody. If you thought my Astro Boy take was bad, <laughs> the Super Famicom design is whatever. It's so whatever. I don't understand why everybody like talks about it as if it's the dopest looking thing in the world. It ain't. It ain't. Too soft and has no edge. Barr was right. Retire on top. Uh, I mean, it's one of those like, you know, obviously me being a Sega kid. I, yeah, I, I've never, I, I don't, you know, dip my toe into the Nintendo audience all that often. You know what I mean? Come over. Oh, that sounded gross. You know what I mean? To come over here and talk shit. Yes, I've, I've never thought the Super Famicom looked great. Thank you talking? You, you kidding me right now with the SNES, the purple, the boxy, the slidey little things? I, look, I'm not. I'm not saying the, that it turned all, all yellow I'm like it was in a is, smoker's house. It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the thing. I'm, I'm not saying that the the super, the SNES looks better than the Super Famicom. That's I I believe that, but that's not the point that I'm trying to make. I'm just saying the Super Famicom people talk like it's like this this they talk like it's the PlayStation Two, Greg. It's not the PlayStation Two. <laughs> PlayStation Two is a thing of fucking art. Kidding me right now? The logo swi- swivels. Art. You can, you know what I mean? On, Get out of here! Come on, those colors, that blue. Woo! Lance Barr. Controller's dope though. Enjoy your retirement and your new things. Thank you for giving us works of art. Mm-hmm. We love and appreciate you, Tim. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see who steps into Lance Barr's uh, shoes to redesign the Switch one day. One, again. Uh, but that's so far away. If I want something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. It's a Thursday. It's a huge Switch day. If I don't say if I don't say a platform, it's just Switch, right? Uh, Islanders console editions coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X slash S, and the Xbox One. Hotel Life, a resort simulator for all you White Lotus fans, is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and Switch. Mist is coming to Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Capes Escape Game Third Room is coming to Switch. Now we're, now we're into the Switch stuff. Dark Thrones, the Magnificent Truffle Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> instant farmer maze mysteries the secret of dragonville have a blast shape suitable garden paws wild bus spelunky 2 spelunky green phoenix pretty girls panic titans black ops witch hunter hermitage strange case files eternal hope secret neighbor off-road unleashed Bum Simulator comes to PC. Black Geyser, Couriers of Darkness comes to PC and Mac. I'm sorry. I was going so quick there. Kevin, can I see the trailer for Bum Simulator? We want to. 
Yeah, I probably don't want to. You're right. Reshaping Mars comes to PC. Right. Proto Corgi comes to PC. Free DLC for Turnip Boy commits tax evasion is out today. And then GTA Online reports the Karen Sultan RS Classic, the latest car from GTA Online's Los Santos tuners, moves from the test track to Southern San Andreas Super Autos this week, debuting alongside several auto-themed double rewards, such as on auto shop client jobs and select stunt races. This week's update also introduces shipwrecks, a set of new daily collectibles washed up ashore for players to find, seven of which contain scraps of clothing. These scraps of clothing can be combined to form an outfit from a bygone era. Okay. And then Have a Blast launches on Steam and Nintendo Switch today. Enjoy that. Uh, new dates for you 200 ways is on steam september 3rd hitman 3 gluttony act 5 of the sedley devon said seven deadly sins collection arrives on august 31st and clid the snail will be launching on playstation 4 on august 31st if that wasn't enough for you august is almost dead everybody going away september will reign in its place and we have a bunch of deals of the day for you regarding stuff like that uh we'll start with of course prime gaming uh september prime gaming content has an update amazon prime members can celebrate back to school with a selection of free games and content for popular titles including exclusive content for genshin impact madden 22 fall guys and more the september free games with prime lineup feature knockout city sam and max hit the road candleman the complete journey uh, puzzle agent secret files to uh peritas codis uh tools up and unmemory remember that's amazon prime if you have amazon prime you have prime gaming you get a bunch of free games you get a bunch of different gaming content things for free and more importantly you get one Twitch sub to give away. So even if you're listening to this as a podcast, watching it later on YouTube, you never use twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It would mean a lot to us if you went in, you said you linked your Amazon Prime account to your old Twitch Prime account, and then you came over here and you gave us that free sub. It doesn't, it, it, every 30 days, you need to redo it. It doesn't auto renew. They want you to forget about this bonus you have. Oh, Take the money back from Jeff Bezos, shove Jeffrey it in Kevin's Bezos. face. That's a, I know that one. I know that one from the from the from the internet. Uh, Xbox games with gold uh, for this weekend were also announced, right? No, no, I'm, other way around. Sorry, Xbox games with gold were announced for September. Uh, Warhammer Crossbane is available September first through the thirtieth. Uh, Mulaka is available September sixteenth through October fifteenth. Zone of the Enders HD Collection September first through the fifteenth, and Samurai Showdown Two is available September sixteenth through the thirtieth. Then Xbox free play days for the weekend go like this. Uh, you can play Battlefield 5 and Assetto Corsa Composiono, both available Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass members ultimate right now through uh, Sunday. Don't forget the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited is available to play until Monday, August 30th, all for free if you have Xbox Live Gold or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Whew. A lot of information there, Tim, you know? Mm -hmm. You killed it, though. Thank you very Got much. Got it all out there to the people. I did. And the in the middle of it, I, I went message. like, oh, no. And I, I went like, oh, it's something else. And I went like that. And I went, you know, I rammed right into my nipple. Oh, Ooh, no. She, oh, it's hurting. Nothing it like a, hurting right a nip hit. Uh, and I think I need to cut my nails a bit. Like, ah, I uh, we asked people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to, of course, write in with their questions, comments, and concerns for the show. But more importantly, for right now, they could go there to squad up. This is where you give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you when everybody plays games together. Today, Kendrick Luckenbach, an old-timey kind of funny best friend, needs help on mobile. Uh, here comes the report. It's about Marvel Future Revolution. Kind of funny best friends assemble. Marvel Future Revolution has launched on mobile, and I need friends to squad up for friend tokens. I play on the West Coast server on Sakar One. If anyone out there is on this server, hopefully we can help each other grow. Thanks. If you'd like to play some Marvel Future Revolution with Kendrick, hit up Kendrick A-S-T. That's... K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-A-S-T. Kendrickast, I guess, is what he, he would probably wants it to be said like, but it threw me. Mm -hmm. Hit him up and play that. Okay, great, good. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, of course, to give us that Amazon Prime gaming subscription, but also to correct us when we get things wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, Hard to find says, Tim said one button does three things, uh, which would be insane, but I believe the triple key bindings is three buttons can be assigned to a single function. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> uh, Does that make sense to you, Greg? No, that's fine. It's the next one that was confusing oh, to me, and I'm gotcha. going to leave it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Now I see what's wrong. I'm the moron. <laughs> I Hoot Hoot says, Greg, 
Greg said Lance Barr retired from Canada instead of Nintendo. I don't believe Mr. Barr retired from a country. Yes, he retired from Nintendo where he was gotcha. working. Thank you very much. Gotcha. And to be clear uh, about the, my triple key bindings things, what I was trying to do uh, was bind things to half controller and half keyboard, which it lets you do. It just was crashing my shit. Crazy. So the future is here, everybody. Just not yet. <laughs> it's what? delayed what? a little bit. <laughs> Tim, why not get the TARDIS, the thing that I got? It's fine. It's, uh, it do- that actually doesn't solve my problem, Kevin. I understand. Like a lot These of your wrongs, but breaking things. It's, oh yeah, you, you have it. I have it. Yeah, and it's like it's it's like doesn't feel that great. And the problem sure. is when you rest your your hand on it, up isn't up. It's like a diagonal up. Hmm. Frank Ferner writes about? in to tell us that uh, the new skate is also coming to PC according to Nebellion. Uh There's a new date. Bravely Default Two is coming to Steam September second, and then Ignacio Rojas says that uh, Saints Row Three Remastered is free on Epic. So there's another deal of the day for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're almost through this week. Congratulations. Tomorrow will be your kind of funny games daily of the week. It will be me and blessing. Of course, this show isn't quite over yet. You can follow us to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where we'll be doing a post show. Of course, if you want to stick around here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you should do that. Uh, They're playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends after this. Very exciting. Kevin, are you excited? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I got it on right now and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That's fantastic. I like that a lot. Blessing will be there too. Snowbike Mike will be there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, if you missed that live, of course, maybe you're listening later and you're thinking about going to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to give us that free sub I was talking about. I uh, remember you can get all of the gameplay streams over on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays kind of funny's newest YouTube channel. Please like subscribe, share, click the notification bell on all three of our channels. Now where we put stuff up, it means a lot to us. Keeps the mics and the lights on for now. Tim and I have to go talk about more video games in the post show, but until mm-hmm. next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.